In kindness always is a way of being, growing and evolving. Your words, actions and contribution are your global heart print, your legacy. Welcome to the In Kindness Always podcast. I'm Amanda Mackay, sound healer and kindness advocate. This is where we create conversations, spark ideas and explore your emotional evolution. Okay, welcome to our second conscious conversation about money. Um, We are talking today about the energy of money, confidence, empowerment, and beliefs with Laura. This is going to be really good. So um, first of all, Laura will talk about how she changed her own energy around money and um, how she managed to do that with paying down this massive debt that we talked about in our first conscious conversation. So how did you actually change that energy around money, that like belief systems and that sort of thing? Well, I think to be quite honest, I didn't really, I wasn't always as aware of the energy around money when I first set my goal and in the lead up to that. I think what happened in that year, 2012 was when we did it, um, you know, decided to set the goal to finish the mortgage and wipe out 140000 remaining mortgage. So it was that year that I, I kind of intuitively uh, set the, or created a lot of energy around that goal. I mean, I I didn't know what I was doing energetically. I didn't know what I was doing with it. But in order to set and achieve that goal, I had created a lot of energy around that goal. Um, I was focusing on it every day. Um, I was seeing the the zero mortgage in my mind. I, I was having the visuals. I was journaling about it. I was writing about it. I was actually fast-forwarding into my future and feeling what's it going to feel like when I don't have this debt. And it's it's still, I didn't really know what I was doing at the time, but I just kind of intuitively figured out all of it was working, so I just kept doing it, you know, because it was powerful and it still is because I can, you know, it's it's just powerful when you can use use these things um, to your advantage because it then it puts everything on your side. Then everything's on your side, you know, um, trying to achieve your goal and trying to achieve your desires and what you want. So these are just tools that I started doing at the time because they felt good and they were kind of a little bit intuitive and instinctive. But that was all helping to create a massive, massive energy around the goal and getting it done. So what you've described is what a lot of people teach in manifesting classes. Yeah, I didn't know I was doing that, but that's what I was doing, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how you manifest. Yeah. And you did it. I did it. I, I, yeah, so I didn't do it in the 12 months. It took two and a half years, but, the, but it was gone in two and a half years. So it took longer. 
but I'm pretty happy with two and a half years. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Considering most people would be taking at least 15 yeah. to pay that amount of money off. Yeah. Yeah. So so did, did the experience change some of your belief systems around money, just having that experience? It did. It changed it immensely. I um, understood that I was more powerful than what I thought I was. I understood that if I wanted something bad enough, I I could I could make that happen. I could make choices, and I could make that happen. So um, the money was working for you, not the money having control of you. Yeah, which the, is I think how a lot of the planet operates with money. Yeah, yeah. I think I, w- I wanted to have the feeling that money was supporting me. I don't even think I realised that consciously at the time, but I wanted money to support me. I wanted to feel supported by it. And the way that I thought to, I could feel supported by money is just having a chunk of it there that will allow me to, to have choices and m- me and my family to live how we want to live. If I return back to work doing, you know, something. Like what, what it actually afforded me was that I didn't have to go back to work and do something I didn't like because I, I knew I didn't want to, want to do that. My background was corporate in HR and recruitment and I knew I didn't want to go back and do that sort of work, but at the same time I didn't really know what work I wanted to do. So for me, I also had in the back of my mind, um, money's, if I've got money, it's going to buy me time to figure out what I'm going to do. And now you use your time to help other people. Yeah with their money and yeah. their belief systems and their confidence and their empowerment yeah and how they can actually feel supported by money yeah yeah cuz that's how that was my version that's what that's how I wanted money to support me um is to buy me time to figure out what I'm going to do um you know and I just I just think you know if you can create the life and the lifestyle that you and your family want. It's the, it's one of the biggest gifts that you can give to yourself and kind of to others as well, you know. Something I think that's really important that you said in there is your goal was one year, mm. but it took two and a half. Yeah. So it's really important, I think, for everybody to remember we might have these goals, but to be flexible Yes. And when it does take longer to be really kind to yourself in that because sometimes things can change too rapidly and that will change our whole landscape in how we can do things. Yeah. So be really kind to yourself. So none of that self-criticism or judgment or self-punishment if you don't quite get it in that particular time frame because sometimes we can even set unrealistic goals for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. So your example is fantastic because even though you had that set goal, you had the flexibility to not feel bad yeah. and achieved it anyway in still an extraordinary amount of time. Yeah. Like I, like there is nothing about that goal that was realistic. <laughs> like, but it, funnily enough, that's what motivated me. I think if I had set a realistic goal, I would have just been blah and just 
did it, but there was there's no excitement, there was no rush, there was no adrenaline, there was no holy hell, what are we doing here? Um, but I also know that if others, you know, other people might set unrealistic goals and it turns them off because it can be too overwhelming and too daunting and too stressful to even know where to start. So that's why it is a individual thing to try and figure out what, what motivates you. Do you, are you a person that needs to set realistic goals and you work to that and you're happy, you see your progress and you're feeling like you're achieving or do, do you, um, is, you know, if you set extraordinary goals, do you step up and your behaviour and your actions then start to align with what it takes to achieve extraordinary goals and that's where you get a rush and you get, you know, amazing confidence and amazing results in the end. And during this time, you were actually contributing to a forum, a money yes. forum. Yes. So helping other people while helping yourself at the same time. Yes. And sharing it yes. through this forum, even though it was all, um, what's the word? Incognito? That's not oh, the yeah. word. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because my name, yeah, my name is Freedom. <laughs> and I didn't use my real name because you can use, you know, other other screen names. Um, but I kind of actually just put my goal out there and started blogging because I love writing and blogging and I, I would do that anyway. But the reason why I just put this, I was part of this website anyway and I just, you know, joined the forum mainly t to keep accountable. Because I thought if I've set this massive goal, I can just back out of it when it gets too tough. It's easy for me to back out of it. But if I tell a group of random strangers and people that I'm doing this, I can't back out. I've got kind of got to cough up some pretty good results if, with the minute I tell someone about it. So I actually started blogging about it on this forum and for my own purposes and what ended up happening was people kind of started joining in and I accidentally found myself in the role of a motivator coach type person it was all accidental because I didn't mean to be coaching others but what I what ended up happening was they were just reading I was giving out no advice because I'm not you know I wasn't there to give out advice they were just reading my story, reading what I was doing, getting caught up in the excitement because I'm celebrating all over the place through through the thread and just keeping even the thread high energy. So they were cheering you on. Yeah, because well I was cheering you. them on yeah. because they were sharing their progress as well. And I had people paying off their mortgages all over the place. It was, it was phenomenal. Like there was a big group of us just paying off mortgages and paying off credit cards and paying off car loans and sharing it and celebrating. And the majority of these people were women. So it was pretty cool. I did, it was accidental, but it ended up being more like, I kind of figured out early on in the thread, I had this big mad money goal, but I, I figured out it was more than just the money. I didn't know what was going on, but I was, you know, I figured out this was a way I could help people and, yeah, I didn't actually know I could do that. So it, it, it 
it was more than the money. Like self-discovery as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Finding your innate ability to help other people. Yeah. So in a really genuine way with lots of integrity. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I found out that was what I was good at. And now I'm trying to do it on purpose, not accidentally. And you are too. Just by having conversations with people, just by sharing what it is that you're doing, yeah, you've probably inspired people just by listening to this too. I hope so. Yeah. So how how now do you feel with your confidence with money? After oh. all of that massive experience, like you've just taken us all on this little journey with you through that story. Yeah. How do you feel now about money? I feel, oh, it's just, it, like it's not, it's just an energy. It's just something that you kind of are. You, you, you are it. So I am, money is now a subject that I just automatically will feel confident about because um, I think part of where the confidence comes from and therefore your empowerment with money comes from is just, number one, knowing where you're at with your money. So, you know, how much am I in debt? How much savings do I have? Um, pretty much that. You know, where am I at with my money? Am I a little bit ahead? Have I got a stash of savings? Or, you know, have I got a couple of loans and credit cards I've got to pay off? And what? where's my mortgage debt sitting at? So a lot of people kind of, you know, they might want to put their head in the sand or turn the other way and not really have a clear picture of where they're at with their money. You don't have to know it to the exact cent what's in all your accounts and what levels of debt. But if you roughly know where you're at with your overall financial position, that's going to just give you automatic confidence because you know where you're at. Like, It's really taking responsibility too, isn't yeah, it? For yeah. knowing where you are. Yeah. And being able to set even a small goal. Yeah. Even if it's a monthly goal. Yeah. Like the, the challenges that you run mm. where you might take people through a monthly challenge to save a certain amount of money. Yeah. And that, that gives the confidence then that they might be able to do something else. Yeah. Maybe a different one the next month or set that bigger goal like you're talking about. Yeah. I think if, you know, just um, when you know where you're at, if that's your starting, that's kind of what you've got to do first. It doesn't take too long. You don't have to whip up budgets and get, you know, just roughly know where you're at. And then you can set your goal. That's when you, you know... You go from there and it can be a small goal. It doesn't matter, but it's a step in the right direction. And there's no right or wrong anyway. Like if you've got no savings and you've got some big mad credit card debt, it doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means that's where you're at. You start from there. That's it. So you might be able to look at things that you've subscribed to. Yeah. That you don't use. Yeah. That are taking money out of your bank account every month. Yeah. And maybe review whether you actually need those things. Yeah. You know, if you're running a business or even whatever the subscriptions might be for home yep. and see if they're actually delivering what you need them to. The value. And, yeah, and do I actually need this yeah. 
just little things like that too, just being aware yep. of everything that's going on. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I think that can help with being really, you know, you can use the word conscious or just aware. Where is your money going? That's another thing. You can be aware of where am I at, what's my current situation, and then the next bit is, well, where is my money going? This is another confidence thing or empowerment thing. If you know exactly where your money's going, even if you know it's going to a five-buck chai latte, it doesn't matter if it's going there. If you know it's going there, that's good. If you don't know it's going there and, you you know, you're kind of your money's being drained from your account and it's sitting at zero by the end of the week and you're not quite sure where the money went, like that's that's kind of disempowering and that doesn't allow for a level of confidence. So at this stage, if you just spend your money in, in how you normally would with your normal habits and actions and behaviours but just become aware, what are you spending your money on? A lot of the times people aren't using cash these days. They're using daily, you know, debit or credit cards, whatever, just have a look at your statement. That'll pretty much show you what what you're spending your money on and it'll show you what your values are because generally, you you know, you spend money in alignment with what your values are. So that's the way to track it. And just knowing that stuff gives you confidence, you know. And you might actually discover you're spending out of alignment. Yeah, with with who you are or actually where you want to be spending your money. Yeah, so you can start making some more conscious decisions conscious, as well. Yeah, very conscious decisions. So in a way, there's, there really is no right or wrong way to spend your money. It's your money. You can do what you want. But it, you feel good and you feel confident and you feel empowered when you direct your money to places and things that are in alignment with you and who you are. That's it. I think too also it's important that you become conscious of whether or not you're judging other people for how they spend their money. Yeah. Because someone else might think that buying a $500 pair of shoe is a really good investment because it's going to last them for 20 years. Yeah. Rather than buying a cheaper pair of shoes, are you looking at somebody else and saying, well, that's ridiculous, but not really knowing that why they're actually spending in that way? Yeah. So it's more about taking care of your money and your belief systems and becoming aware and then becoming aware of how you actually are judging outside of that as well. Yeah, and also realise the people are allowed to make their own decisions. They really are. Um, you know, if buying a $500 pair of shoes gives you so much joy and you've saved all year and you're buying quality over quantity and that's your thing that's really how you've wanted to celebrate whatever achievements it's just say you've um you know been able to achieve a amazing money goal and your celebration or your you know thing for that was oh, now i'm gonna buy this pair of i don't know manalo blunny i don't know whatever really expensive shoes go go and do it if that's your thing it's not my thing so i wouldn't do it but it it's allowed to be someone else's thing. Yeah, um, they're buying, buying craftsmanship too. Yeah. And they're buying someone's artistry. Yeah. So there's a lot more in a particular item yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they're allowed to, it's, it's, you know, they're allowed to. If they're still achieving all their goals and hitting all their marks and milestones, whatever, and then they go and purchase it, that's 
that's okay too. That that could be their version of freedom. Absolutely, because you know? they could have grown up with not being bought shoes when yeah. they were young because their parents didn't have money. Yeah. So this is an actual different representation to yeah. them yeah. than it might be for you. Exactly. It's like they look down at their shoes and go, I've made it. That's right. I've bloody made it. Like <laughs> that's it. So you can't take that away from people. Yeah, we don't know other people's experiences. Mm. So it's just being conscious of our actions, our thoughts. Yeah. Because we don't know anyone else's story. That's pretty important too. And then if people think that way, I've made it just because they were able to buy something, um, that changes their energy around money. Yes, it that, does. It, it fully changes their energy around money. And that, you know, they tell themselves, I can afford these shoes that I never thought I would be able to afford, you know, five years ago or whatever. I, it changes, you know, their, their whole energy around money what they can buy, what they can't buy, what they can afford, what, you know, what they would, they're worthy of buying that for themselves. It might give them, you know, who knows what it's doing for people, but if it's in alignment and you can go intuitively with feelings like this, it's, you just got to go with that. Yeah, because we're not talking about spending for escapism or anything like that that's not what we're talking about here Mm. we're talking about empowerment yeah which is different for every single person yeah and those shoes might represent empowerment for one woman it may not for another but for one it it might you know that's so it really is and confidence confidence and empowerment you know she might feel confident that she was able to buy those for herself yeah so that's cool that's good my family history, not a lot of money, but my uh, parents always made sure we had good food on the table. Yeah. And that was really important to them. We didn't have a lot of anything really else, yeah. but good food was the thing that they felt was really important. Yeah. So that was our family thing. Yeah. It was always to have good food. And now whenever I have people over, they say, geez, Amanda, you've got enough food to feed another 20 people because it's it's um, really important for me to be able to provide beautiful, well-cooked food for people yeah. that makes them feel welcome in my home too. That's rich. So that's sort of like a part of my family history yeah. and me evolving with that is being able to say, I've made this gorgeous meal for you and we might be eating it for the next three days, but <laughs> it's it, you don't really know where people have come from. Yeah, so. and that's that's a form of riches. Yeah. That's rich. That, you know, it's, it's not. Riches is not just about money. That's how we feel. It's yeah. the richness of our feelings. Yeah. You can have, like, a beautiful, colourful, abundant fruit bowl sitting on your table which i do love actually by the way (laughs) full of maybe even throw some organic fruit in there how rich do you feel when you look at it yeah i know i do organic bananas they're not cheap but look look you know (laughs) and they taste amazing they do they taste a bit better but you know it doesn't take much it's not all about the money it's surrounding you know to create the energy of abundance um and have a positive relationship with money just you know However you look at things, you can have that energy of abundance, you know, a big, a big fruit bowl or or your money in the bank 
or a bit of money spread out over a few multiple accounts. You can tell yourself, I've got money everywhere. <laughs> I've got two grand here, I've got two grand there, you know. Yeah. It's just how you perceive it and you can craft your own energy around money. You can have a whole a whole load of money and be what a lot of people perceive as completely loaded with money and still feel poor. Like you may still feel like it's not enough to support you. Whereas, you know, we might look at that person and go, oh, wow, they're, they've got it made or they're sorted or, you know, they shouldn't be stressed over finances and stuff. But yet they might be perceiving their situation as, oh, if I just had another little bit more money or X amount of money, if I just had that, then I'll feel more supported or safe or secure or whatever. So it's relative. I, I remember years ago having a conversation with somebody who has an abundance of money more money than a lot of people would see in a lifetime and used to stay awake at night worrying about business and things like that. And I was just unbelievable that that it still had that much control. Yeah. But they could, it would be amazing if they could spend the amount of money they had in a lifetime. Yeah. So it really is how you feel about it too, your perception of it, your belief systems. It is. And I mean, you know, energy, um, I'm sorry, money as an energy, energy flows. So, you know, you can sort of feel, you know, just kind of feel into how do I receive money? And then how do I pay out money? How does money move through me? Does it feel good to receive it? Or am I resistant to receiving it? Or does it feel good when I pay it out? Or am I resistant to paying it out? This is all your energy around money. So you can sort of feel into how that feels for you and just become more aware of things like that. Journaling helps to uncover feelings like that if you want to, you know, whip out a journal and pen and just write and see what comes up or just, you know, conversations. You know, you might blurt something out and then have a realisation, oh, my God, I didn't think I felt like that or, you know, just you in different ways that you can sort of uncover your beliefs and your energy around money. Paying your electricity bill with appreciation. Yeah. Or even your water bill. Yeah. Is a life-changing thing. Yeah. Because then you're appreciating the fact that you have hot water, cold water, running water at all. Yeah. And electricity at the flick of a switch. Yeah. Which not everybody on this planet has. No. We can take it for granted. Yeah. I am always happy to pay those bills. But yeah, and see, I haven't always been happy, especially in that year when yeah. bills were not, you know, some priority. I didn't want to pay the money out. I would have much rather put it to the mortgage because I was trying to achieve such a big goal. So I, I have not always been appreciative of paying those bills. You pay it through gritted teeth. However, it is such a lovely feeling to have not that much or that level of tension when you're paying a bill because really you're getting value for it. Yeah. The electricity keeps your house cool or warm. You got the lights on to sit up and read a book at twelve o'clock at midnight. You know you can, you can. It just gives you value to be able to live well, um, clean water. You know, you just we are lucky in those ways. Yeah. yeah. So the money goes towards those. You know, the value that that gives. Just little shifts make such a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. So in our next episode, Laura is going to give us um, some advice 
a little tip around money. So that's going to be a really great episode. And um, we're going to continue our conversation then. Thank you for connecting. To open and explore the gateway to your healing path to kindness, visit inkindnessalways.com.